NAFTA podcast is back. The first pod after the Whitaker brother Darby, the first of the season. I'm going to start off with one question, this time for Dylan. A lot of the Premier League team managers are really concerned about the artificial turf on Andorra's field for the upcoming European ties against England. Dylan, I got to ask. You've probably played over a hundred different games on turf. Are Englishmen just pussies? No, it makes you faster, so I get it. Yeah, exactly. So what Where are they concerned come up about? With these questions. I look at the news. Should I cut that one out? I didn't have a good one. You got a good one, Michael? Where's Andorra? Uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah, they're playing Andorra. They're in their group. Final stage. I got a feeling this. I, th- pod- I honestly think they just don't want to have to deal with the black pellets being in their. Uh, in that their was shoes. the worst part. Easily, the worst part about turf was the black pellets and the fact that no matter where you're at, it's ten degrees warmer on the turf. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's the here's the the real thing though. Like if you can afford to have like a, a really really nice natural grass field, like you do it, but. I don't think, like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just found out where Andorra is, but I feel like turf is, like, the most consistent, best thing to do. So, like, they should just suck it up. I think I think the concern is torn ACLs. I, the turf monsters so could, are coming to get them. You could t- tear your ACL when Jordan Pickford runs into you. I mean, Sir, it can happen that is, anywhere. That's an absolute truth, if I've ever heard one myself. All right. That was a terrible first question. I'll own that one. I'll wear it. That's that's fine. I got to think about these, think about these a little bit more. Um, let's start the week off, and let's start the week off right with a game that I actually had some expectation on. Man United won. Everton won. Tony Martial opens the scoring in the forty-third minute, uh, only to be followed up with a. Andros Townsend goal, maybe the most consistent toffee of the season in the 65th. And then a offside ruled Yeri Mina goal takes away all three points from Everton, a 1-1 tie with Man United. As always, Dylan, I'm going to start with you because you're the only one that can get inside the, man, inside the mind of a Man United fan. Has, have you gotten any errant text from your brother? I was with them actually during this game, and it was hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> if when you watched it, when uh, Martial should have scored in like the third or fourth minute, mm-hmm. it was basically just get Tony off my team, and then he was literally about. I think he was halfway through a sentence of Tony needs to be subbed off as he scored his goal. It was just hilarious, but then. As one Sir Ferguson would say, I think you should play your best players for every game. Because if that happens, they probably don't lose the yeah. tie. I mean, yeah. what is going on? I don't understand. I think they were resting Ronaldo because they figured he's going to be playing all three games for Portugal. But, like, that's not the right mindset. I don't fucking care. If I'm Manchester United, I'm playing him. And why aren't yeah. you playing Paul Pogba then? Probably the same reason. Yeah. It, it's Ridiculous. stupid. That's absurd. It, it's a bit worrisome for sure. I feel like your brother at this point in the past like three years 
could could write a Shakespearean style or Greek style tragedy play based on how he watches these games. Just mostly on Ole's subbing pattern. Yeah, exactly. It, it basically just goes back to Ole's not the guy, and he tactically doesn't know what to do in game or knows how to make any adjustments whatsoever. It's kind of hilarious though. Like Everton only had twenty eight percent possession through this whole game. Am I st- wrong? I mean, I probably. I didn't end up watching a replay of it, but the goal that called got called for offsides would that would have gone in if he never touched it, right? I think so. If I'm remembering correctly, I don't have it right in front. Like of me he didn't now. have to tap that in, and if he because he tapped it in, they were offsides. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like you guys definitely didn't watch that Man City Southampton just thriller nil nil or one one whatever the fuck it was, but same yeah. thing happened with Sterling. He got called offsides, and it, he didn't need it, to touch it. It definitely, I don't think it would have went in because one of the biggest, well, I mean, it, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure uh, Davy, uh, Davies, like, particularly played it across because he saw Mina, and they were saying, like, he had a, like, he had a wide-open shot. He should have just taken the shot because, like, Yuri Mina was offsides, like, the, the entire way, basically. I don't remember if it was, like, going into, like, the bottom left or anything like that, but I'm pretty positive Davies tried to pass it. So, if... It was going in. It was probably an accident. <laughs> accident. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. You're probably podcast, right. I am watching it right now. The ball definitely was not going in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it was a shit memory. The, the other thing, too, and I, I know this is seven weeks in, and I know there are 31 games left to play in the season, but, and they say you can't take anything from one game particularly. I think sometimes you can. This game, and... Who was it? Aston Villa last week, or or whoever they just lost to or drew. Manchester United are effectively not in the race anymore. No, yeah, you're right. They played Aston Villa and they solidified themselves these past two weeks as being the fourth best team in the league. Yes, I think they will be. I think they will be like ten, twelve points ahead of fifth and ten points behind third. Yeah, well. In- Speaking of a Man U fan, this is the other thing that came out of Nick Tucker's mouth is, I'd be happy to finish third. So you know that's basically <laughs> conceding that they're out of the title race. I, I love that he's not I love that he's not delusional, though. It's not the, but it's not the way to think about it. Like, the fact that that's you what you're Ronaldo conceding, you already know you're out. Well, How, if go, they finish... Go to Cristiano Ronaldo and tell him we're going to finish third. Or well, fourth. I don't know him personally, so I can't. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's this crazy. is the other thing, though. He's, they can't keep him there if not Ronaldo. I'm talking about Ole. If they finish, if they don't win, he's got to go. They made all the right moves. Not the, but, not the right moves, but they made no, all the they big still moves. Need, they still need a defensive midfielder. That's the problem. Yeah. But they also have one of the things that I was reading and like I definitely agree with is they have the most offensive weapons in the Premier League. Probably the best ones. Their like, front arsenal is the best in the league. But none of them play together well. None of those pieces fit together well. None of them, like, they, they aren't meant to play. Like, Sancho, Ronaldo. They're, they're not a team. Greenwood, they're Martial. A bunch of, they're literally a bunch of really, really good players. And they yep. have no clue how each other play or how... And that's, yep. like, again, that's a good distinction because I think you or us have the best attack in the, in the Premier League. And I think we are second and third talent-wise in those positions like just straight player for player yeah yeah a thousand percent i mean i might even put us 
third or fourth, but I know how you feel about Chelsea's attack. You do not like it at all. But I, there's some pieces on there that I think are good. So, who knows? Trevor Chalaba, another goal. It's pretty, pretty sick. <laughs> True. Very good point. Um, Burnley nil, Norwich nil. Sick game. Uh, Chelsea three, Southampton one. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have one. I just have a question. I have a question. Yep. And I, I'm going to get to leave Newcastle out of this right now. Because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to them later. I truly think these are the two worst teams in the Premier League, without a doubt. Yeah, they gotta be, right? I, I mean, I think so, hundred percent. Dylan, who, who doesn't They're love a so good zero-zero draw? They're so bad. The the old pitchers duel. Oh my god! It's like why it, it would be like watching a one nothing game between. The Orioles and the Pirates. Yeah. Bad. It's a good bad, uniform bad, game bad. though. But like but like a lot <laughs> like a good amount of hits, but like bad base running. Yep. And errors. Like, yeah, errors. Like errors. Yeah, yeah. Like walks. No like, hits, nothing. A lot of rundowns that th- it should have been a, a they should have scored, but they like didn't pick up the sign of the third base coach and then yeah. like yeah, a, a thousand percent. Um definitely the two worst teams in the league. Chelsea three, Southampton one. Chalba with the ninth minute goal. James Ward Prowse getting a penalty to tie it up and then really changing the game all in toll in the 77th minute by getting the red card that led to a Timo Werner uh, 84th minute goal. And then Ben Chilwell with maybe the best goal that Chelsea scored all season skill wise. Uh, 3 1 Chelsea to round out the game. Dylan, you're the Chelsea guy. Well, halfway through the game, I was thinking to myself, this is hilarious because none of these title contenders can beat Southampton. Yeah, the team from the Midlands can. And then all of a sudden, Chelsea has. There's only I was one thinking team it. that played them. What'd you say? We haven't even played them yet. I said, we well, haven't even played them yet. Okay, three out of the four have, and I thought they were all going to tie or lose, and I was like, this is exciting stuff. But, I mean... Ultimately, I, I I don't know. It's I guess I'll fall into your guys' commentary here. Chelsea's scoring against not a good team, so they put up their three goals, but defensively they were sound, and they took care of business. That's all that matters. Easy three points. They, they scored one goal against this team. They scored two goals against this team down a man. It's pretty good. <laughs> True. Pretty, that pretty is, good. That, 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 <laughs> pretty, that is pretty good. That is literally the difference, though. When you when Southampton go down to ten men, yeah, like there is no excuse. No, and I think I think a hundred percent. If we went, if Southampton went down to ten against us, and we didn't score in the whole second half, I would sit here and I'd be like, yeah, no shit, absolutely, we should have scored. Um, Timo Werner, that was a great like that was probably the best offensive goal I've seen out of Chelsea. Like his goal, like the passing around. Um, the third goal was just insane. They hit the bar like twice, and then Ben mm-hmm. will put it in, you know. That goal was um, nuts. But, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, the ball literally just didn't want to go in, and then all of a sudden he just ripped it. Um, the, the thing is, though, I would be encouraged uh, with the second goal if that didn't ha- happen when they only had 10 people on the field. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, the second goal, the setup was really nice. Dude, like that it was, was Ross Barkley. Ross yeah. Barkley chipped that ball. Back, that was nuts. Back from the dead. I feel. I wish he went back to the Villa. He had like kind of a sure resurgence are. there, um, but yeah. back from the dead. The only point and the only like positive I want to give Southampton, you might. 
I don't know if you guys watched this. I, I went back and watched this game. Uh, James Ward-Prowse hit his penalty shot the hardest I've ever seen a penalty <laughs> shot get hit because it landed on the 18, out of the goal. Like, I think it must have hit something where Chelsea's nets are tied so tight that it, like, just boomeranged out. It landed on the 18. I was like, this is super impressive. Yeah, James Ward-Prowse is just sick, though. So. He got the call, the call up because up. of that. Yeah. yeah. I just jinxed you on me a soda. Um, Leeds won. Watford nil. Diego Lorient, former Real Madrid club legend, uh, with the only goal for the game in the 18th minute. This loss led to Watford getting rid of their manager, uh, Cisco, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, tough times. No idea why this guy got fired, but... Watford, I, I looked into it. Watford like fires coaches all the time. Like they pull the plug yeah. real quick. So mm-hmm. the more it like sank in, the more it kind of made sense. So a lot of faces. Get a lot of faces in there. Yes. Listen, I did deeper research on this. The people <laughs> who own Watford are the same people who own Udinese or Sampdoria. One of the two. What they like to do is hire a coach that is good at getting promoted. Once they get promoted, they hire a coach that's good at keeping a team up. So they got Ranieri. Once they stay up, they'll hire a coach that's good at maybe getting to the Euros. And then that's like how they like to play it out. They love to go through coaches. Well, here's the thing. The problem with that is there are literally like five coaches that are good at getting into the Euros in the Premier League. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, are they going to hire Conte? Probably. No at some point, th- no he ever goes to watch. They're literally going to get every old Chelsea manager. Ranieri was there. Um, I mean, if Ranieri doesn't work out, Big Sam Allardyce will be on the bench at the end of this year. Or uh, no, who was the dude last year that tried to keep? Um, yeah, Big Sam. Up? Yeah, it was Big yes, Sam, right? Sam. Okay, I didn't want to misspeak. So, so how many games does Ranieri have before they call Sam? Depends how mm. close they get to the relegation battle. Well. Well, I, I, I know I said this last week. I said that they're terrible. I didn't realize they actually had like seven points, which isn't that bad, right? No, no. That's, actually, that's what I was saying. I think they're better than we give them. They got nine points. points. Nine points. Which is which goes back to my whole thing about no, like seven. how how do we all have them in last and not Norwich that we said were the by far the worst because there's 31 games left you can't judge a book by its cover (laughs) until we get the boxing day i'm gonna keep saying it don't judge don't judge anything until boxing Day. you never know no i know we passed over norwich might all of a sudden go on a run and you're like i wish i didn't write them off yep just like the galls might go on a slide i'm still waiting for that as well um my my last thing my last thing on this uh Shout out Leeds. They finally won a game. Uh, they completely fucking dominated Watford. Yeah, not even close. Uh, it, it's the first win they've had with their fans in the stadium since they were in the Premier League, too. At home. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So, shout out to Leeds. Um, Dylan, we're just going to let you go off for 20 minutes. Wolves 2, Newcastle 1, Wang He Chan. Two goals in the 20th minute, and then in the 58th minute, sandwiched a, uh, what the fuck's his name, Jeff Hendrick goal in the 41st for Newcastle, giving them the win. I'll start it off, though. He's better than Son. He's better than Son. Huang He Chan, he's better than Son. 
You have the floor, my friend. You know that we're on the verge of something when the one, like, Wolf's fan account I follow is even posting best South Korean in the league. So it's not like I'm just <laughs> saying it to be a troll. Like, exactly. there's actually people in England who are saying it. Credibility. There's total, credibility behind it. Total now. credibility. I have no idea who runs this, the account that I follow, but, like, I believe them. I don't know why, but I believe them, yo. So... <laughs> Um, my comments from the game are one, keep sitting Adama. It's clearly working. Um, it allows us to play, I think more as a team, as opposed to Adama with his head down, just running and crossing it. Plus I think Jimenez is sneaky, very good at distributing along with what he does with his scoring. So I think, what'd you say? I said, no shit. Well, thank you. And... (laughs) By that, though, it allows us to, I think, just play more of an open game. Um, yeah. Two, the game should have been three to nothing because I don't know if you saw when we had uh, one, a wide open net, and Tricano just shot it off the post, like literally oh. skied it off the post with no I literally texted you yeah, right it, when this happened. It was the worst. And then literally two minutes later, they just basically decapitate our goalie who's laying on the floor for them to be able to score a goal. And they almost did us a service by kicking the ball back at Sa while he was trying to figure out what the hell he was while he was concussed. Like, some it, bullshit. It was, four, it was four minutes, me texting you, why the fuck did Trincano hit that ball so hard? And then the next te- text I sent you was, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you said, football's not fun or football's fun or something like that. I said stupid. Um, it's all right. Dude, they look, they look good, though. This uh, is, I'm still on the train of this is the part of the schedule relegated. we don't play anyone like that scares me until December we need we need to rip off a ton of wins right now because then as it always does we get to December and during the boxing day when you play like four games in like seven days we play all the top clubs yeah. so you have to get as well, many points as you can now I'm, sh- I'm sure I got three points for you just waiting at the Etihad um, unless we played you guys at the Molyneux uh well, yeah, Looking you don't at have a striker, stats, so I'm not worried about you. I'm saying I got three points for you. You guys are going to – you always do it. Once a year, you take three points from us. Yeah. It just happens. We did it twice um, once before. All right, relax. <laughs> um, the thing that I, I – I know – I think match ratings for people is sometimes bullshit. There's no reason that your keeper should have the lowest match rating for you guys. That goal was not his fault. No. He, he, li- he literally got kneed in the face. <laughs> yeah. Like – and he had a couple great saves in the second half. I think he may be, and Michael, I don't I have to check the website. I haven't been keeping up on your uh, blogging, naftafootball.com. Um, I think if you're doing a keeper's corner, he's got to be up there, based on the eye he's, test at the he, very least. I said, I said, literally said last week he was my honorable mention, number six in the league. Yeah. He's, he's going to be moving up. You have to visit the site. You just have to listen to the things I say. <laughs> he's definitely going to be moving up. You got any thoughts on this one, Michael? Yes, um, this is why, and this has been the case for you know a couple years now, why I think Newcastle will stay up is because they absolutely did not deserve to get a goal, and they still, they're still just scrappy enough to get one, mm-hmm. and there will be games that they draw and some games <coughs> that they win that they definitely shouldn't. They shouldn't win or draw any game, really, mm-hmm. um, but they will. And if this is the year oh, that and they 38. go down, <laughs> if this is the year that they go down, it will be completely and utterly because of Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley. Um, 
Steve Bruce is. I've heard reports, and I like listen to you know people talk about you know what's going on at Newcastle and stuff, and he apparently has completely lost the locker room. Um, nobody wants like they're just there because like basically like the Marshawn Lynch shit. They don't want to get fined or whatever. Yeah. Um, one of the stories that I don't allegedly don't know is true. Last international break, they had to come in. Uh, they had like a practice or whatever. The people who were still there. And he sat them down in a room and showed them video and running stats of other Premier League players and said to them, why can't you be like them? Some boomer to shit. Play- to the players. Yeah, but at least, That's he, fucked uh, up. at least he probably took the team bus home, so he's still a good coach. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Oh, Dylan, we can't get into that. <laughs> we cannot get into that. Um, so if, if this is the year for Newcastle, it will be because – Steve Bruce and also Mike Ashley won't fire Steve Bruce. So, yeah. yeah looking at the table right now, though, big six I point mean, swing for the Wolves in this game. Definitely a number one. B Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich are just so much the worst team in this yeah. league. Just, just so much the worst team. Yeah, let's just put them down um, ready so I can have a stress uh, free uh, season. I, th- I think you're going to be all right based on how yeah, you play. Yeah, you guys are fine. Gulls, nil. Gunners, nil. Um, Brighton, again, you know, two teams that are in in weird places. Is this a better result for Brighton or or a worse result for Arsenal? I think Brighton's disappointed. 100%. They were the better team. This, I literally wrote down, this this is basically like, Brighton was like Manchester United and... Not well, man, I'm. I shouldn't say that. Brighton was a top six team mm-hmm. and a relegation like, like seventeen, sixteen, fifteen team came at like played them at home, and you're sitting there the entire game like, man, we really should be beating this team. We really should be beating this team, and you just don't end up getting a goal, and like you're disappointed walking away. Uh, Arsenal was literally the bottom of the table team, and Brighton was the top six team. Twenty one total shots for Brighton, fifty eight percent percent possession 1.16 xg compared to arsenal's 0.34 so yeah thousand percent and arsenal didn't even try like they didn't want to score no no they were basically burnley yeah they uh you know brighton's six in the table with 14 points arsenal 10 off of the result um i thought they were like trending in the right direction i thought he was building something but then arteta just like arteta's I don't know what it is. Like they not very, not very good manager. <laughs> how do you how do you beat your biggest rival three one and then lay this egg right afterwards? Easy because Barton, Brighton's better than Spurs. One that two, the motivation to get them up for the North London derby was a lot easier than all of a sudden saying, "Hey, you're playing Brighton." Like, Damn. I think they took Brighton for granted. Like I think they're like you, John, where they think Brighton's a team that's getting relegated and not getting the respect that they deserve. <laughs> And they didn't show I, up. Hey, I've I've walked it back. I've 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 admitted my faults. I was too lazy to to switch it. Um, I thought there was going to be a lot of transfers out. Uh, Brighton though, they get Norwich on the next like on October sixteenth, which is like the next game. Also my wedding day. Shout out to me. Um, but after that, it's City, Leicester in the Carabao Cup, and then Liverpool. Which we'll actually see if they can get a result out of. 
uh, the City or Liverpool games, even a point, like they they have something going on that they could probably start talking about trying to get those Euro spots, at least the Conference League, I would say. Um, I Palace too, I think it'd be great taking a team going going one of those like Eastern European teams down in Brighton at the Amex. I uh, I think if Brighton finishes ninth or better, they'd be super happy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree too. But I just, I would love to see them in the European Conference League. Um, Palace two, Leicester two, Leicester definitely had to think they had the game one off. Uh, Iniacho, the first goal in the thirty-first minute. Jamie Vardy keeps scoring, second goal in the thirty-seventh minute, uh, and then a Michael Elise goal for Crystal Palace got him closer in the sixty-first. And former Leicester player Jeffrey Schlupp tied the game up in the seventy-second. The Eagles hold on for a point, and by hold on, I mean they actually were the better team in this one too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Dude, both Leicester's goals were a mis- like a mistake. Is Leicester like so? When I was watching this game, my thought was, is Leicester old? But I think the only reason I think Leicester's old is because I think Jamie Vardy's now old. But then Jamie Vardy also scored, so it's like a mind meld of like where what like what do I actually describe Leicester as? I don't know, but they're not good right now. Under, I think they're just, I think they're underperforming, obviously. Um, and I think that, at least in part, similar to how Manchester United are underperforming, has to do with uh, Brendan Rodgers. Because so. yeah. I, I think these games where Leicester, Leicester are similar to another team that we'll get to later, where they get up for big games. They played you guys really tough because, you know, it's Manchester, United, or Manchester City. They only lost 1-0, but they played you really tough. It's up to the manager to get them up for... Southampton and Burnley and whoever else, and he just, I dude, Brendan Rodgers is so vanilla. Do you, like he just, do you think the message is getting stale? Like yeah. you think that's what the issue is? That they're just Absolutely. not listening to him anymore. Yeah, yeah, well, fuck him. Soccer is one of the only sports where it makes sense that managers should only stay at a place for like three to five years, because it's it's true with I think all of them. I think there's times when we play like shit where this you can say the same thing about Pep for sure. It's just like they're tired of hearing it constantly over and over and over again. Um, do you think he's he's got to be on the hot seat here somewhat? Brendan Rodgers? They start losing. I don't think so. I I think the fact that they've had the last two seasons, if they have a dip this year, I think he's fine. It's then if you start off next year and you're in the same situation, he's gone. But I think he's bought himself enough insurance. Especially, who knows, they could pull Europe, Europa out of their ass. But it's so it's so different though because like, I feel like in most sports, they'll look at the past two years or something like that, and they'll say, "Oh, well, we got you know we were fifth and then sixth or whatever." But it's like, soccer's so crazy because if you get fifth and sixth for two years, then that's your expectation now, minimum. Like not minimum, but like that's where you should be around. And they really might be like twelfth. And if they're midway through the season, they're in like twelfth or thirteenth. They're getting rid of him and find somebody else. Dylan, were you on the podcast by this time? Michael and I like did this whole like ten minute discussion once about uh, Roy Hodgson at Palace, where it's like Palace. 
we kept saying, I kept saying, like, they have so much talent. They have so much talent. They have so much talent. Like, why are they not firing Roy Hodgson? Because they're never finishing above 12th to 10th. And, like, Michael basically told me, he goes, that's not his job, really. Like, it wasn't actually beneficial for them to finish that high because then they have to adjust everything that they're doing for them to finish there it, again. His like, job was to make sure he so stayed up. Yeah. Like, it's so different than American sports, and even now I still have sometimes, like, a hard like hard time, like, breaking that down where I'm like, why the fuck do we want to finish 10th? There's no point in Because this, the though. money. It's kind of like It's being, a business. You're never yeah, going to win. It's kind of like being an eight seed in the NBA. Well, also, I mean. that's because, again, this goes back to you being a Man City fan. It doesn't make sense to you because you've never had to fight for your scraps. Like, it's... It's very cool to finish 10th, 11th, or 12th. Like, that's winning. <laughs> but that's also, listen, there's also the structure of literally, like, English football where, like, in the NBA, if you finish last, you get a first-round pick. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. football, if you finish last, you fucking go down to another league and play yeah. worse competition, make less money. You know, like, playing 10th, you're, you're the 10th best English team in the country. Yeah, I mean that's really what it means, and I understand like the expectation in the Premier League you don't want to lose the league and finish last, but like then you get to go down and play in another league. Like there is no threat in American sports to compare that to. Yeah, it it, it is like when you get relegated in English football, it's actually more similar to being the eighth seed in the East in the NBA. Where it's like you're not going to get a good draft pick, and you're definitely going to get smoked in the first round. And like, what the fuck are we here for? I guess is is closer to what I actually think it is. Where it's like you finish tenth. Finishing tenth is actually being like the four seed. I guess I don't know why I keep an- analogizing it to the NBA, and I don't think that was a word anyway. Um, Tottenham two compare <laughs> comparing. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Tottenham two, Aston Villa one. Uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg with the 27th-minute goal for Spurs is followed up by Ollie Watkins in the 67th to tie the game. And then Matt Tar- Target, own goal in the 71st. First gives Spurs, I can't even talk right now, gives Spurs the 2-1 lead. Is this your team? Because I knew there's only two options when you said, I'm going to talk about a team here soon that also doesn't get up for big games, but I figured it's the next one. Michael. Teams that don't know, teams that do get up for big games. Yeah, get up for big games, but don't get up no, for a normal. Spurs, Spurs suck. I don't even think. Oh, I, I was thinking it was either Villa or West Ham, so now I know it's West Ham. Um, Spurs, I think they were just sick of losing. They lost three games and they were just like, fuck this. We yeah. don't want to lose again. Um, I think Villa are really good attacking. I think they need to figure out their defense, even though, I mean, Emiliano Mart or not Emiliano Martinez. Um, yeah, Emiliano Martinez. Yeah. That's yeah. their goal. I was think I'm I always flip Aston Villa and West Ham. Um, he's a really good goalie, and they have Tyron uh, Tyron Mings also really good. They're just kind of off right now. Um, I had I wrote down one question that I wanted to ask, and then I'll you know give the floor to you guys. Uh, who has more talent, Spurs or Aston Villa? Villa. Overall, Overall, I think Villa. Yeah, I think Spurs probably have the two best players on the field, maybe three, but depth-wise, it's definitely Villa. And I think that's also the issue is, like, it's a bunch of new guys. They're they're performing way higher than I thought they would for being a bunch of new guys trying to figure out how to play together. I think they're going to be good by, like, 
halfway through three by Boxing Day, maybe. Son, Courtois. No, Courtois. You mean Loris? Oh fuck yeah! Sorry, Loris. You're the Again, you're mix, the goalie guy. Mix them, mix them up too. Why? Well, I, I haven't thought about Courtois in so long. I don't, I don't know. But why yeah, Kane, Kane, Son, and, and Loris. That's who I thought. You think Kane is one? Of, I don't even think. I mean, Kane is. That's because he doesn't player. want to be there. He's still one of the best players in the world. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, that Come plays on, into man. it though. That plays into it though. Come on, man. He's not the, one of the better, better players right now. No, I was thinking of Lucas Mora. Yeah, no. Lucas Moore. I would take Lucas Moore over uh, Harry Kane. I, right I now. said I'd take Lucas Moore last week, so I, I, maybe I have to jump into that one too. I I want I want this on the record because I don't think it ever was. I have been saying since literally last year that I think Lucas Moore is really good. Dude, no, yeah. Ask, in, ask Ajax. Ajax. When he when he was uh, when Jose was the coach there, he never fucking played him. Well. I, <sighs> He's literally like, the perfect counter. Like, he is yes. the counter guy. Dude, I feel like if you're a club that hires Jose Mourinho, you're, like, giving yourself cancer just to try it out for a little bit. Who knows what's going to happen? That's a take. <laughs> like, literally is. I Where's like, the last place? I feel like... Last team he's, like, finished. I mean, Roma's doing well, I guess, but... But, again, it's... it's I mean, yeah, I don't want to shit on Syria, but, you know... Um, I, I would I would walk back the, the cancer reference and I would say that it's similar to like when guys talk shit to their like pregnant wives about how like it's not hard being pregnant and they tape like the the melon the watermelon to their stomach and they have to like walk around like that you're like handicapping yourself for no fucking reason. Sure. Have you not yeah, seen those videos? They were like pretty wild for a little bit. It's actually pretty no, no. funny. <laughs> I I get it, but yeah, I, I think I actually think the cancer thing works better. I don't know why you know. Cancer. It happens. Whatever. Anyway. Um, Dylan, any takes on this before I totally put my foot in my Well, since we're talking about coaches getting sacked, I heard a fun fact today. Did you know Mm -hmm. that it is in Nuno's contract that after this year, Tottenham can let him walk and owe him nothing? Which basically means no matter what, as long as they're not literally about to get relegated, Nuno's here to stay no matter what this year. And then he's just gonna—he's basically here yeah. for one year, and he's getting unless unless they finish in the top six, he's going. But just a fun little tidbit I learned today. Damn. Uh, so he definitely should not. We should not put any betting money on him getting no. fired. Then. That's a, that's such a good just, insight. Just letting, letting you know okay, that just, one. I, I was into some contracts earlier, and I uh, picked up uh, that little fact. Don't, I haven't don't. won a bet for two months, so I'm going to put the rest of my money on. <laughs> okay. D- Dylan opened a couple of legal books and, and figured that one out for us. Perfect. Um, West Ham 1, Brentford 2. Brentford starts the scoring in the 20th minute by, I'm going to get this guy's name wrong, so I'm just going to call him Brian. Jared Bowen in the 80th minute ties the game up. Um, and then Wissa for Brentford. Scoring the the 90th minute, minute winner goal, um, Michael. This has to be the team you're referencing. Uh, it is not. Get the if it's Man City, I swear to God. Um, West Ham. Okay, I have two more things, and then I'll be done with this one too. Uh, Wissa, the same guy who scored the tying goal against Liverpool at the end of the game, pretty pretty dope, and he does this super sub. This little, he does this little like. Uh, I don't know what it would be called, like meditating celebration. Oh kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is pretty funny. Um, 
I, I still think West Ham are legit. I think they're like a, a really good team, which like makes me also now think Brentford are for real. I'll say, I don't think this is um, a West Ham thing. I, I think this just solidifies that Brentford's legit. I think Moneyball works in English soccer. It does. Definitely. And I think, I think that there is kind of this, when, you, when you're like a newly promoted team, there is just maybe like psychologically this like okay well they're newly promoted you know whatever and they fucking bring it to you so you you better be ready because like they yeah. don't back down they don't sit back they will attack you and I think that catches a lot of teams off guard. Yeah, I think we're also now I, last year I had said one week West Ham is the worst team in all of English Premier League football um, and all of these takes are coming back to haunt me um, whether last year or this year. If I have to defend West Ham at all, I don't think this team is used to having the midweek games in Europe yet. And that's also what they had this week. And they're going to lose or tie some of these games that we think they're going to win based on some of the congestion in the schedule as well. So, right. But, but I agree. Both teams still legit, I think. In what, the um, what's the B's favorite TV channel? The BBC. The BBC, baby. The bees buzz buzz keep buzzing. I I actually I I love. I think we're officially in Brentford top six top seven territory. I think it's gonna be that it's gonna be the birds and the bees fighting each other for it. I'm excited for it. Maybe a wolf comes in. I'm not later gonna go that far because at one point I thought last year similar to what John said. I thought Southampton were a legit team. So Michael and I did to... like three straight podcasts saying is Southampton <laughs> going to go to the Champions League? See, I'm not saying Champions League. I'll I'll, I'll say they're what What's the new thing? The right, conference league even, or whatever it's called? Got relegated, Dylan. Yes, yeah. I I don't think it's it's us sitting here, Dylan, saying that like you're you're wrong. I think Michael and I are gun shy to put any of these teams oh, in a spot. I'm slinging like, all day. In I I will. Yeah. We're tempering. I'm not. Tempering. I'll say yeah. it. Definitely, definitely I, not what we're into. I've been on the right. bees since the first podcast of this year, so I'm going to hammer this you one. You have. You have. You have. Very I, true. I give you full credit for that. Very true. The moment everyone who listens has been waiting for, Liverpool 2, Man City 2, the game of the century in the Premier League. Sadio Mane opens the scoring in the 59th minute. Almost fully on just a stupid defensive play by our left back, Jao Cancelo. Um, just, just read the goals like you do every other game. Phil, Phil Foden uh, answers in the 69th to tie it up. Uh, Mo Salah, easiest, the, the goal of the year, century, decade, whatever you want. 76-minute um, goal to put Liverpool up 2-1. Uh, and then Kevin De Bruyne follows up to tie it 2-2 in the 81st um, with a little help from his friend Joel Matip. Dylan, I actually think it makes sense for you to start because I need you to get your words in because after you're done, you probably won't get to speak that I was going to say, I, I was just going to go on mute because I assumed I wasn't going to get to speak during the segment. <laughs> no, I think, no Dylan. I think getting the, the third-party interest point of view first would be great. Even if there will be some people who have some hurt feelings? I don't have. How do you know? I was talking about you. 
Because you guys, John you guys have, have a pack. You guys a have a, a pack that I don't know about. <laughs> that you're just like, let's get John Wait, every week, on. and I'm, hold I'm on. ready for it. Can can we go over to the predictions? Because I'm pretty sure Liverpool are in fourth on Dylan's thing. They are. It's not I'll a be to you. I'm though. gonna come out and say what I'm so gonna say then. You're still ahead of me. Based off, that's a good segue. I think I may be wrong. I think Liverpool's better than Man City. I I think that that was two very good teams playing, and I think it's pretty evenly matched. However, I think that ultimately I trust Mane and Salah to score me more goals in a game like that down the stretch when it really matters than the attacking options you currently have. And I'll preface currently, since you're telling me in January you're going to get someone new. But at the moment, I trust Liverpool a little bit more than City. I'm happy that there wasn't a second yellow card because I'm tired of watching big teams play each other and then someone gets a red card and just takes all the fun out of the game. So in that retrospect, as someone who had no blood in the game, um, I'm happy it happened that way. Um, I know you have other opinions, John, on what should have been called, but as a neutral, I think that works. Um, Also, Mo Salah, it wasn't the easiest goal. He made your defense look silly. Um, KDB also had a ripper, so you're cool for that. Um, But but ultimately, I I think it was one of the better games of the year. It could have obviously gone either way. I'm going to make you feel sad because you got lucky because it should have been finished in the 91st minute when um, whatever his name is, who who missed the open net, essentially. Fabinho. Yeah, Fabinho, Fabinho. should have finished it. That was that was an incredible It was, Roger. but I'm not going to give him the credit. There, there's literally... I'm out. You guys can go have fun there, now. There's literally a... a well, there's a, there's a side-by-side picture of... The, the time is at the same. Like, the time the game has elapsed is the same, and it shows Fabinho with an open goal. And in the same second, it shows Rodri's foot in front of the ball. I mean, literally yeah. insane. The more you watch it, the more you're Gumby like, Gumby legs. The, just Gumby the last legs. thing I'll say before I'll probably just go and get like a beer or something for the next 20 minutes while you guys talk is <laughs> if somehow City wins the league by one point and that is the equivalent of when Mo Salah got the ball kicked out from like crossing the line. By John Then that's just unfortunate, yep. but like kind of cool at the same time so i hope that doesn't happen but (laughs) that is my last takeaway i'm gonna go get a brooklyn summer you guys have fun perfect michael i want you to go first i am sure you do but it's not that easy here (laughs) do we talk about the first half do we talk about the second half do we talk about the full game Where, where should we start you talk you talk about the first half for sure okay we'll go back and forth on this first half obviously the first half, it was the best game we played all year. Without a doubt, easily the best game we played all year. And I joke on this podcast that we don't need a striker. I try to make it look like I'm being serious when I say we don't need a striker. We could have been up 2-0 in that first half if we had a striker. And it, it could have been... it. We could have actually gotten three points out of Anfield, which is probably the one place that I hate playing the most if not Paris but Anfield easily number one and I think that is my biggest takeaway because we did everything right we had the best game plan going in for how you're set up that game plan doesn't work if Trent is playing 
that position and not Milner or Milner's out. It was literally the best game plan that uh, Pep has had in a long time. Go ahead. He tweaked it because Foden was in the middle and Grealish was on the left, and then he switched it before the game. Yeah, well, easily some of the best coaching he's done in a long time because I think we've on this podcast said he's the third best coach more than probably we should, but he has played that way. Um, but if we had a striker, I think that we maybe win this game three, two, maybe four, three or something like that. And, and it's because we didn't capitalize in the first half. Once we went into halftime, I, I honestly had seen this movie one too many times. I knew you guys were going to score and probably first. Well, Sim- similar to I, I do agree that that was your best first half or best time, like like run of play you've had all, pretty much all year. Um, similarly, I think that was probably our worst. We could mm-hmm. not pass the ball out of the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Kl- I mean, Klopp was literally losing his mind on the sidelines, like telling the players like what, like basically what are you doing? Yeah. And you know he runs into the the tunnel at the halftime every game. But, it, I mean, he literally sprinted because he was probably, like, so happy to be tied at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we didn't change anything going in the second half. We changed nothing. Yeah, we, and he said that. And we, and we just played. He said that they just didn't play football in the beginning. And then yeah. we started playing the second half. Um, this, 100% Milner should have been off. Without, I mean... I, it's like this. It's like in every single sport, like a pass interference, uh, a third strike, you know, or whatever. Like you can pick any situation out. You're getting in the second uh, half, though. Hold on, don't do that yet. Oh, do you mean for the Foden one at the beginning? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay, wait, wait for the second yeah. half. Yeah, because I'm done with the first half. I mean, okay. there wasn't much to say on our end. No, I, I think the you always bring up a good point with this, and I, in full confession. During the first 15 minutes of this game, I was in the middle of my wedding dancing class, so I didn't get to watch it all. So I had to watch that back. If you get clipped or if you get tackled and you don't go down, they're not going to call it. And Foden should have just went down and stayed down. Do I personally, as like a fan of not having players embellish in soccer like that, he didn't and tried to like keep going? Yeah, sure, but he actually did get fouled and he should have went down that's on him that's the only thing i'll say about that um second half wise there's a few things here that i am stoked about one like i said i knew we were going to give up a goal i figured it was going to be the first goal of the half when that happens nine times out of ten you get a second and maybe a third and we lose two nothing or three nothing and the fact that we went into Anfield and answered every time you guys scored. I actually feel really, really good about that team cohesion that we have now. Um, the only other big thing that I'll say too, and I'm sure we'll get into some other nitty gritty things, and I hope Dylan can join in as well because I feel bad that he's just like scrolling on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he's just looking at his phone. <laughs> he's down on the phone the whole time. Uh, I'm listening though. The thing I'll say, and I hate, I hate when people do this, so I'm not. this is not a take that I have. Did James Milner foul Bernardo? Yes. Should he have gotten sent off? Yes. Does that guarantee that we win the game? No. Right. Um, but he definitely should have been sent off. Definitely should have been. It was a foul. But this is the other thing. There was a foul somewhere after that. 
I'm pretty sure that Bernardo did, and he was on a yellow, and you could have easily given Let him the yellow card. Let the boys card. play. Yeah. <laughs> Let I mean, the boys play. That is that is a very loose statement for how James would <laughs> played right back. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but again, like, and, and that's why I told you before the game, like, uh, you know. Trent, I think at worst, Trent is the same defensively as Milner, and he offers so much more offensively yeah. uh, than. There's. You know, I thought you would have these stats prepared. I saw a clip of he's created the most chances. Uh, oh, TAA. I do have those stats. Okay, go ahead. He's created. He has created the most chances this year in the Premier League, and of the past three years, he has created the most chances in the entire league by twenty-five. Oh, it he goes on from there. Up. You you don't have the oh. trickle down stats. He's no, no, he no, has no. the most passes into the box. He has the most this. He's like the most dangerous he's passes. Off- I mean, or he's some literally shit. our offense. Yeah, yeah. And, and here, this is I, I'll get to like just my my broader points. Easily the two best teams in the Premier League, without a doubt. I mean, sorry, Wolves no, a close third. I'm not talking about the Wolves. <laughs> I, I mean, he, this is. Again, we sat there for a half and played probably the worst football we did all year. And then in the second half, just like you said, and you should be like happy that you guys came back twice because that's like a big deal. Yeah. I could also sit here and say we lost the lead twice, and we normally yeah. don't do that. And we just came off a game against Brentford where we lost the lead uh, twice there too. So yeah. uh, positive things for us, we have the best, we have the best player winger in the Premier League. I think Diego Jota in the world right now with this form. <laughs> but again, uh, Jota and Mane, like how they played that game was re- was really good. Attacking wise, we're we're incredible. D- I even think defensively, we're we're still really good. We got completely bodied in the midfield. I mean, yeah. I, I think more than ever, we are missing Genie Wijnaldum. Yep, that was gonna be one of my points. Is like um, if Genie if Genie's in this game. You win two nothing. Yeah, because he he does so much dirty work, um, and again, like your your first goal to Foden. I mean, he basically should have had a goal anyway. So like, I kind of saw that one coming. Again, bad defending by Milner. He's not a right back, but uh, you know, no excuse there. And then uh, De Bruyne's goal deflection off of Matip. Um, similarly, our first goal, Jao Cancelo, terrible defending. I mean, yeah. Fallon, don't let him just go by you, Fallon. I, um, I think he was on a yellow too, though. I, I think, think that's after. I will look. I'm, not, I'm, I'm pretty not sure. sure it was I'm not sure. Okay, if it was before, then then I guess. But that's even bad too, because if he runs runs over your leg, it's almost the same thing Milner did. He got he like, got the yellow card three minutes before that. Okay. So, so it was like still. He, yeah. You don't leave a leg in for sure, and then secondly, just like you know. Stroke of luck from De Bruyne. I mean, stroke of brilliance from Salah. You know, he's not doing that every game. Uh, yeah. I still think he's the, the most consistent scorer in the world. Um, and I think that is – that leads me into my, my greater point here. These are, these are exactly the games you guys get up for, and the past three years has shown it uh, because pr- you guys have won, what, two – Take the three, past three years. We'll even take last year for us when we had all the injuries and stuff like that. Um, you guys have lost 20 games in those three years. We've lost 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea have lost 30, and Manchester United have lost 25. Our whole – Klopp's whole tactic is not to lose the games. 
we tried to, the, the difficult we have is turning draws into wins where you guys don't draw you either win or lose that's yeah. a lot of times and you mostly win that's why you win primary leagues but these games are like so important not to lose to you guys because that is like your your whole thing like sometimes you play southampton you draw no nil like that is what Klopp is so much better at than everybody else is getting people motivated to play fucking Burnley or Newcastle or whoever else. And that a rainy what, night in Stoke. He, that's but that's exactly what he hangs his hat on compared to other yeah. players. Guardiola can win a game five 0 Like we can too, but you guys do it way more consistently than us. Um, yeah. But I, I'm I feel I think this is a good sign because I feel like you feel good about that game like as a city fan and i feel really good about the game as a liverpool fan um and i've been pretty quiet about it obviously i picked liverpool to win but dude i have literally had to sit here for the past year and a half and listen to so many fucking people talk about how goddamn good chelsea is and how good manchester united is and how city are just the best team in the world and everybody forgot about us and that game literally proved that you cannot forget about us because we are just as good as fucking everybody else 100 percent that impassioned Impassioned and sure. last last point last <laughs> point <laughs> the last point which is kind of funny both teams if they had to play another minute of the game they would have died oh i alexis was sitting there watching the game with me and de bruyne was gassed and Everybody. the ball is like but, but the ball was like kind of in no man's land at one point and she goes why isn't he running towards it and i go because he's been running straight for 93 minutes straight like what are you talking about yeah. Um, and that second half couldn't have happened unless the first half was how it was too. Yeah. 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 So big takeaways. I only have a few and I'll be quick cause I want to get Dylan back in here. Uh, big things that I took from this a, when we play, it's a 50, 50 coin flip every time. It just is pretty much. It's, it's a 50, 50, 50 coin flip. Um, and if you win by three, if I win by three, if we tie, if it's one, any of the results, I'm not surprised by because at any moment something can happen and they'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what I'll say about City and our chances to win the league, I feel really good about them. Tottenham away, Leicester away, Chelsea away, Liverpool away. We have them done already. We got seven points out of those four games. I feel really good about that. That That is... Uh true that you guys but but just how you said every time we play it's it's a 50 50 and i don't think i for our game specifically i don't think home and away matters super a lot i think away matters for us i don't think home matters that much for us and i'm gonna get grilled by you about how bad the city fans are and whatever and like how i have anything to do with that but uh, you seem, I don't. You seem to think. You seem to think I had something to do with the the Liverpool fans spitting on Pep yeah, Guardiola. But this is. I will say this though. This is the thing. I I love the Liverpool players, and Jurgen Klopp's maybe one of my favorite human beings in the world. And it's hard to admit that as someone who has to root against them all the time. I absolutely despise Liverpool fans. You guys are the establishment. You guys act like you're the the weak, poor people here in the world. But you guys are the absolute like monarchy and the arbiters of whatever is right and wrong in world soccer, and it's so annoying. And I that's like not, that's when that I get literally not true. You guys are the establishment. It certainly is, dude. You we, guys are the old firm. You guys are the old hat. You guys make the rules. You're the GOP. 
of the of well you're not actually you're very progressive all your like Liverpool Dude, we, stances we literally are, but... go after our own fans all the time. There, I mean, the the quickest the quickest uh, fan group statement, club statement about the people spitting that you could ever imagine. Yes, I. This is a little tongue in cheek, but I do think that you guys. I don't look like at yourselves Fenway, as I don't like Fenway Group either. So I get it. I hate exactly. Group sucks. Yeah, Fenway Group sucks. Um, yeah, I think we're in a good position based on getting those away games out of the way. We got international break coming up. Let's jump into our predictions for uh, the week that will come, coming up Wait, for match week eight. one more eight. thing. Yep. One more thing, one more thing. Dylan, uh, I personally think Klopp is the best manager of the – I think there are three obvious best managers in the Premier League. Um, Tuchel, Guardiola, Klopp. I think Klopp is the best. I don't think we need to have this discussion because I think we're going to all kind of differ there. Uh, who is the biggest baby of, all, of those three managers? Because if you're going to talk shit on the fans, I'm going to talk shit on your manager. That was, I mean, unbelievable how he acted. You, your guy was literally doing something similar in the first half. but Not even close. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that passion is, is looked down upon. From you and your pedestal Dude, there, being a Liverpool fan. You, you're, you're, I, see, this, both your coaches sorry, are babies because exactly. you're both going to say, oh, I can't believe yeah. I have to play the early game after playing on a Wednesday. Get over it. You have two full exactly. teams. Who's ever said? They're literally oh, every manager. Says, match congestion. That's that's Klopp's biggest thing always. That's why him and Wilder got into it. Match congestion. Fine. If you don't want yeah, match yeah, congestion. Yeah, just, just finish eight. See, just finish eight. So you don't have winning. to worry about it. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If that was literally any, any middle ground person that I didn't support, uh, and I was talking to John privately, he'd be like, "Oh, that guy's a psycho." <laughs> because, it's and because it's against me. Because it's Pep and it's against me. It's about winning, and he's passionate and whatever. So you know. Are you what? like anti-Spanish? I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that one. It's okay. I'll let you have that one. Don't worry, man. All right. I won't, All right. I won't let's give up your secret. Let's get into the match, match week eight predictions. Um, Michael, you do such a great job at this. Lead us off because your boys are the first game of the week. Oh, and then after we're this, the first game. After this, I would actually, because we have the international break, we don't need to do bets. Dylan, I'm sure you have some. We can share them. I just want us, you have three of them? Perfect. I actually want us to give some predictions for the Team USA qualifiers, if that's cool. Yikes, they played Jamaica, play. Panama, and Costa Rica. Jamaica, man. Yeah. Okay. Of course Dylan's I'm on, on it. it. There you go. He's, he's a fucking um, outlaw. He's a fucking outlaw, Liverpool, Liverpool are traveling to Watford. Um, we got the got um, we New got manager play. game. <laughs> Watford. They're up for it. I'm kidding. I, I have Liverpool, but like I think hey. you should be scared because new manager game. It's like a new mascot game gotta watch out for that type of stuff <laughs> what a um, what an ask from Ranieri <laughs> hey welcome welcome to Watford what's my first game Liverpool oh thanks bro they beat us two years ago 3-1 uh, when we were on the undefeated season yeah just saying um, Troy Dini's not Troy Dini of old it was uh Malang Sar I'm pretty sure who scored right? yeah so not even the same people oh no it's not Malang the same Sar that's there scored it's, against it's Malia Esmalia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Aston Villa 
uh, welcome wolves. Nice little Darby. To Villa Park. Ooh. I actually, I actually did a fair amount of research into these picks. Did you? Yep. Yeah, you Ex go first. Expand then. your knowledge. Villa, Villa, one of the better home teams in the league. I think in the top half, Wolves not as good uh, away. They're one one and one. Villa are two one and zero. Oh. Haven't lost. Uh, six and one. Uh, goal difference for Villa. I believe three and one for Wolves. So I got Villa. Dylan, I think everything you said is correct. I will be taking Aston Villa. I took Wolves. Dylan has the Dylan has the, the yeah. jinx going though. So. We're yeah. not going to talk about also, it. Also, <laughs> real quick, we uh, all three of us the past two weeks, awful. Yeah, really bad. I was three and I was, seven. Michael was was three and seven. Yeah, I did one better than the week oh, before. Sorry. I have progression. We're going to get to that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Onwards yeah, and upwards. And I'm purposely losing ga a game. I'm, I'm throwing one game every single week. It's because he has the the cushion of the twenty pointer. See, I don't think, Dylan, I don't oh, think that should that's, count. Run the tape. Because I know. <laughs> what do you mean? I never you wanted mean? to do it. You're the one who offered me 20 no. points. You can't just all of a sudden take it away. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's not, no, no, no. I'm saying the. I don't think you should lose points for picking the opposite. Oh, okay, then that's fair. Just because you're I, doing well, the reverse jinx. I don't think it's going to work now because we're talking about it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Um, all right. John has Wolves. I have Villa. Dylan has Villa. Manchester United head to Leicester City again. Leicester in the bottom half at home. Uh, Manchester United only good away for whatever reason. I got United. Dude, I don't know what I think of when I pick these because I listen to myself back on the podcast here and listen to myself just shit on Leicester and I pick Leicester. <laughs> I don't know why. Are you keeping, like, are you keeping I'm it? Doing, but I'm going to stick with it. You just don't like United. Gut. It's just gut. You just don't like United. Which I understand completely. That's a, I'm taking a Who'd tie. Who'd you Hey, this is a big that's, tie game. That's also very possible. Um, Burnley go to City. City. Uh, City. City. Well. City. 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 Okay, so Dylan, I feel like Dylan was thinking about it. Um, <laughs> Brighton travel to Norwich. Uh, this has to be Brighton. I didn't even look at any stats. Just has to be Brighton. Got to be Brighton. <laughs> there was never another pick in my mind. Norwich is if so Bur bad. If Norwich was somehow undefeated at home and Brighton hadn't won an away game, I'd still pick Brighton. Norwich is so bad. They're terrible. Um, they're gonna win one of these days though, in in Pistons. Not this week. Hopefully. Sorry. Hopefully not this this coming uh, match week. Um, Leeds go to Southampton. Leeds finally got a win. Southampton uh, almost tied Chelsea. Leeds bad. Southampton bad. Leeds not as bad as Southampton. I got. I think Leeds. the Leeds go on a winning streak. Dylan. Leeds. Yeah. I have a draw. It's a good big big tie game too. Yeah. Chelsea. Sure. Travel. To Brentford, I almost went with my heart here, but I picked Chelsea. I picked Chelsea as well. No, I'm taking Chelsea, but if if you take Brentford, I'll give you ten points yeah. of my twenty. Ooh. If it's right. Ooh. <laughs> You're handing out points now. <laughs> Wait, if we gave Dylan 
We'll do it at the end. Um, Everton host West Ham. Um, Everton may be sneaky legit. West Ham we think is sneaky legit, but have to play more games. Andros Townsend and Damari Gray don't get enough shine on this podcast. I actually think they're pretty damn good. Uh, I got Everton. I also have Everton. I took the tie. I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> Big tie game also. I, I love when Dylan's back on his bullshit. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Spurs travel to Newcastle. Uh, Spurs mediocre. Newcastle bad. I got Spurs. He's John's just saying everything Dylan. so high level, but I agree with it completely. Spurs. <laughs> I'm going to go Spurs, too. I, I really want to pick New... I think Newcastle's going to get a, a sneaky win, some, and I want to be the one to pick it, but mm-hmm. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's coming up. Last game, best game, Arsenal host Crystal Palace. It, I think this is the best game of the week. I think that's accurate. Um, this Every week, there is a game that my head says pick one team, and my heart says pick another team. Mostly for you guys, it's Brentford and Gauls, I'm sure, every week. Palace is this one for me. I picked Arsenal, but I really think I might switch it to Palace, and I think I'll do that. So I'm going to go Palace. Um, I was I thinking the same thing as John and switching it to Crystal <laughs> Palace, but no, I'm not going to, so Arsenal. Dylan and I standing firm with the Gunners. Um, all right, where we stand currently, and this is the other thing too. I feel like this is kind of – I mean, I don't want to make an excuse here, but this game, these games are in two weeks, so like – what if fucking, I don't know, four guys on Arsenal get COVID or hurt and then... Well, the reason I made us do it now is because we don't have the best track record at doing a podcast during the international break. <laughs> that is a fair point. Plus, my wedding's coming up where all three of us will be uh, anticipating being intoxicated. So, I never, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. So, we'll, I just figured we'd get it done and get it out of the way. That also is a another fair point. John stands at... Seven or thirty-seven and thirty-three after a three and seven week. Um, that was actually I think, <laughs> the best week. Tied, tied, tied with you. <laughs> yeah, three and seven. I am at thirty-three and thirty-seven, four back from John, and Dylan uh, had a two and eight week. He is at twenty-seven and forty-three, ten back from John. Um, but you know. I'm I'm just doing my best nationals impression circa 2019. Well, and that's that's what I was just about to say. If if you got 20 extra points, you'd actually be 10. That's how I'm playing. House money. The issue is I I, the issue is I don't think you have anyone in your pen or in in your rotation like Serger, so I don't know where you're gonna pull this one out of, bud. But I'm gonna I'm gonna alley oop you because you just gave me a really uh, look of disgust, and I feel bad now. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Would you uh, care to jump into the, the bets of well, the week? You kind of touched on it. It's international break. We're gonna dabble with how good it USA is. is. Um, my first bet, and we'll see if it happens by the time people listen to this. We're gonna take the Yankees live plus three seventy five money line. Um, that's number one. <laughs> I know no that's why it's funny. <laughs> um, Game it's three nothing Boston in the top of the fourth, so <laughs> not looking great. Um, what I have here is first game for USA is USA Jamaica. 
I've seen Jamaica's uh, goaltender firsthand, and he is a brick wall. Um, because of that, I think we're going to have a one nothing or 2 nothing USA win. So it's going to be under 2.5 goals in that game for plus 100. Um, one of those two goals is coming from Brendan Arison, uh, which is plus 175 to score. And then I'm feeling very... Very frisky tonight, and we are going to be taking exact score Mexico 2, Canada 0, plus 600 during the first start of this international break. Damn. No, they play Thursday. They play tonight? USA plays tomorrow, though. Oh, Thursday, okay. Ooh. Wait. In... Okay. No, they play on the 7th. They play in two days. Yeah, later. that's what I meant. That's tomorrow. What? I'm pretty sure they play tomorrow, but you're probably Um, right. Like I said, like I said uh, during the pod, I am I haven't won a bet in about two months, mainly because I parlay everything and it's pretty low odds. Um, So again, I am going to uh, stay out of this. Basically, totally fine to be able to do that. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a Concacaf rich man's parlay here. Actually, I'm not because you're not allowed to parlay Concacaf <laughs> on the website that I'm on. I can. But you want me to type it out for you? If if you are able, if you are able to, Mexico, Costa Rica, USA first games of this window. I got W's there. Um, Costa Rica is the only one plus money at, at plus one eighty five. US is actually minus three forty five, uh, and Mexico is minus two oh five. Good segue though. This podcast is going a little bit longer than normal, but I want us to touch on plus this. Plus 461. What is it? Four, plus 461. There you go. $10. It becomes 46. four, $46.10. Yeah. $100, you get $400. Um, real quick. I have USA winning big against Jamaica, actually. I don't care who their goaltender is. He's big. Um, He's orange. You can't, but nothing rhymes with orange. Andre the, Blake, Andre Blake. That's who he is. <laughs> and He's he must be a union yeah. player. Um, the, the, the Jamaican resurgence is coming, though. I don't know when. Actually, Bill and is, I have talked about this. I don't know when this will happen. Is Antonio playing this, this week? Because that actually changes things for me. <laughs> he... Changes a lot of things. He's the best. Well, yeah, because Polisic and Reyna aren't on, on the squad either. Yep, Polisic and Reyna not. Yeah, but our boy Kenny Pepe back, is playing though. again. Our next golden boy. I'm actually excited to be honest because so a I'm lot looking... of people that would be star players for USA that haven't played as much because of like the Reynas and Polisics are going to get some time to shine. Like Brendan Harrison's sick. So a lot of the star players that wouldn't be well, playing because of in our any star other players, generation they would be the star player, but they play the same position yeah. as another yeah. said star player. Like Brendan Harrison is, I think, a stud if he is playing at a different time, but he's still going to be a stud. Like uh, Musa hasn't played a lot; he now gets to play. Like there's people who can step up, which I think is a good thing. So, Mikhail Antonio confirmed on the squad. Um, that's going to be <laughs> yikes. That's that was the biggest yikes face I've ever seen. I don't seen think from our Dylan. defense can stop uh, him. <laughs> I 
I I really I wish I had the list, but there we were talking about it. There's like five players, six players that are like denouncing their English um, citizenship, not citizenship, but like their nationality to to play international and going straight Jamaican. And they were pretty good players. I think Mikel Antonio might have been the best one, um, but it's gonna be interesting. I hope he plays. I think it'll be a good test. Actually, I hope he doesn't play because we do need to win this game. But I have it'll be a, a serious be a question if we're diving into this. And again, I know we're over, mm-hmm. but I think it's a fair question because it's about one of your boys. We're technically not over. Mm-hmm. We don't have Raheem. Who, Is Raheem going to switch? No, he can't. Who do you want to be our number one goalkeeper? Because I'm on the opinion I don't think it's Zach Steffen anymore. I think Matt Turner is oh, number one. Yeah. I got to ride with Zach Steffen. Just because he plays for City? Not because cause the Revolution are, are a wagon right now. The Revolution yeah, are a wagon right now? So Matt Turner. Points and, Matt, uh, they are actually. They're like the best team. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Like, Matt Turner might win an MLS. Yeah, but he's Cup. at least playing. Like, which, I think that's the other thing. He's in form right which, now where, like, Stefan hasn't been playing. Like, there's nothing against Stefan. I just actually think Matt Turner right now is the better goalkeeper. Yeah, goalkeeper that's a fair point. In being informed. That's a, that's a fair point. But winning the MLS Cup is just a couple rungs below yeah, but winning the Carabao that's Cup, fair. which Zach Stefan's done. You're also shitting one of on our countrymen own. right now, and you're lashing out because it's a city thing. So watch out. Well, you guys also, are shitting on no, Zach I've never. I said he's good. You I just won, said he's not. I don't think he's number Cup one. With like you, there's so many people on your on your team that play in the Carabao Cup that are like quality players. Like, dude, Ederson, if he was in goal, he probably wouldn't even see yeah. a shot. Yeah, okay, but it's the, it's not you. You can't compare like the things that they win. Matt, like, uh, turn like goalkeeping is all about being informed. Proof like Aspilicueta or not Aspilicueta, uh Aretha Balaga was not informed, got replaced. Uh, Karius not informed, got replaced. There's, I mean, countless examples of, of goalkeepers who are just not informed getting replaced, and it doesn't matter. You can only play who's in front of you. Like you just, you're just a, and, a victim shamer. Like that's just what you are. You just shame and Matt Turner's going to be in Europe too, which is pretty. Which is he's going to be in Europe after this year too. You're really showing your true colors. Where do you think he's going to go, Dylan? I, I can't even give <laughs> time and air to my brother. Like right I'm now. like okay. Uh, I have to look this up because there's actually go? rumors about this. Where like I want to say it, it like Rangers or Celtic. I think actually came up, and I'm not like just saying that to, like, get Michael excited if it's the Rangers. Who's yeah? Who's Rangers keeper, Michael? Which makes uh, he's sense. Old, he's really good. He's like he's like a club legend. That'd be tight. I w- I would like. I mean, you want as many players as possible playing in Europe for the U.S. Obviously, like that's the only way they're gonna get better. But I. I don't mean to, like, again, everything I say is with the utmost hyperbole. He's the, he, Turner's the guy that came in against Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a, he's got huge but nuts. He was the, he was the, the gold cup. Through the, the, yeah, yeah, the gold cup. Yeah, he's got huge nuts. There's nothing against him. He's, he is in better form. Zach Steffen can't even play against the, uh, the, the EPL2 team, whatever we have. Um, while we're looking this up, though, we got to win all three. Which of these games is going to be the most difficult if Antonio doesn't play? Because I, I have to think it's Costa Rica. 
Um, but I do, I, I do actually genuinely think we're going to win I all think, three, hopefully. I'm probably confused. I think you're right with Costa Rica. I think they're the tougher team between them and Panama, I'm pretty sure. I, if Panama, yeah. You need to yeah. get, I think, seven points out of this. You have to win two, and you can tie one. Worst case scenario, like to make sure you're in a good spot, though. Like that has to be the goal. Yeah. It. it two of them are home. Almost, you have to win a two home game. I mean, I gotta look at the table. I, I yeah, for sure. You're we're going to Panama, but I'm looking at the table. Like we are dangerously getting close to like we can't lose really another game if it's not at Mexico. Like the Mexican games are gonna be one offs. We can't drop points yeah. to these other teams. So, Panama and Costa Rica drew each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think they're probably pretty even. Jamaica, I, I just think the, the whole of the rest of Jamaica's team, like, I mean, as great as Mikel Antonio is, he's not carrying the entire Jamaica yeah. team. So. That's true. And Leon Bailey's hurt, another exciting guy that I was worried about. He's hurt. Um, cool. All right. That's the pod. The first derby down. Um I hope that the Wolves City and the Wolves Liverpool uh, matches later this year cause as much of a stir as, as this one did. But um, Dylan, you got you got a dad joke to get us out of here? Dylan's dad jokes. I will. What yeah, do you, you want me to I stall will. a little bit here? I didn't come prepared. I didn't put any notes down. That's totally fine. Uh, Michael. What? Real quick. I think I got it because oh. we're about to get into the holidays. Okay. And by that, I mean it's October, but I'm a little excited about myself. Um, what do you yes. call a child who doesn't believe in Santa? Uh, 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 I don't know. What do you call him? A rebel without a clause. Cheers. Yeah.